The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. No? I was about to say, Wolfie has, has not been wasting any time starting the episodes with the episodes starting Woof. That is right. I do wait, indeed, for Wolfie to bark before actually starting the episode, which in certain cases, not, not this season so far, but in certain cases, we can wait quite a while. We can wait quite a while for that to happen, which leads to some, some interesting silent treatment here to start out episodes, but we're all right, and we're grabbing some coal here. I just saw this easy, easy to grab coal to start uh, with an episode. Might as well. I was running low on it, I guess. Let's fill that back up so nothing spawns there. Yes, I know, Wolfie. I do apologize. Here I am. I, I am ready ready to go here in episode 496 of Far Lands or Bust. Hey, he's already on his way. See you later. Episode 496 of the series as I place the boat on the land. And, oh, hop right in. Good job, Kurt. Thanks, Kurt. Anytime. You're awesome. Uh, episode 496 of Far Lines of Bust. Today, the date today, today is the date, the date upon which it is, is Thursday, August 20th, 2015. And we have raised $475.64 for Child's Play Charity over at farlandsorbust.com is where you can donate. And keep track of our progress towards the $60,000 Season 6 goal to try to raise for Child's Play Charity, helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Around the world. You can learn more specifically about Child's Play Charity at childsplaycharity.org. Another number that I just uh, noticed as we loaded up the game. 18,083 megabytes. That is the size of the Far Lands or Bust world right now. Or actually, right before we started recording this, like I said, uh, that is just, I suppose, over or about 18 gigabytes. 18 gigabytes of a Minecraft world just generating terrain by walking in a singular direction west. West. Woo! Surfing! Surfing! Continue to surf! <laughs> that was funny. Ah, uh, But yeah, that's always a, an interesting number to... Uh, to notice and whatnot. Right, Wolfie? Oh, your, uh, your tail is a little bit low. Alright, we're, we're out of... Do you ha do you know where any pigs would be, good good wolf friends? Wolf? No? None whatsoever? Alright, that's fine. Uh, we need some pigs. We're out of Wolfie treats. So keep your eyes peeled for some pigs. Wolf! We do have another question. I took a gander through the last episode's comments uh, asking about Wolfie. And uh, somebody, Carrie, Carrie is that somebody, asked, On occasion during this series, you've bopped Wolfie either with your fist or some kind of implement. Yep, that happens when we're breaking a block or breaking most frequently when we're breaking down our... Workbench, or we're like making boats or something. Wolfie will ever so conveniently walk right in front of us and get get a shovel upside the head or a, an axe or my fist or something, and I'm like, dang it! Uh, and then uh, he takes a little bit of damage. Oop! Not as much damage as you take getting stuck under that ice. What am I doing? Walking. I have a boat, and I'm drowning. 
Uh, there we go. Whoop. Onwards. Uh, so yeah, that happens every once in a while. Carrie goes on to ask, is it possible for a tamed wolf to turn on you? No, it is not possible. It is possible for a tamed wolf that belongs to another player. If you hit them, either the player or the wolf, they will turn on you. This was <laughs> this was uh, most eloquently illustrated in, I don't know what season of UHC it was, but Pause was on a team with MC Gamer. And I think MC Gamer accidentally hit pause, I think is what the thing, or he accidentally hit the wolf. I can't remember. But either way, <laughs> a, a, a calamity unfolded. MC Gamer was getting attacked by pause's wolf and uh, let it be known. Turn, turn the, the volume up to 11 and screamed at the top of his lungs. Your wolf is, or your dog is killing me. Oh, good times were had. That was a, a classic Mindcrack UHC moment there. Ooh, we are uh, going to have to make ourselves a little stairwell here. All right. Is Wolfie with us? Yeah, he's down there. So I'm, oh, there you Oh, that's not a good place for you to be. So I'm just going to pillar up, if you don't mind. All right. So yeah. I, yeah, so in this, in this here single-player world, the wolf would never turn on me. A, an untamed, a wild wolf, if I punched a wild wolf back there, then it and the surrounding nearby pack of wolves was would get all red-eyed and angry and, and come after me. But tamed wolves, no. The tamed wolf, if it's your own wolf, will not will not uh, get ornery at you. It'll just, t it'll take a, take a licking and keep on ticking. Uh, unless it's a cactus. That, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the environment is far more dangerous than than the player here in this situation. Of course, it is up to me to decide which environment to bring the wolf through, so perhaps a little bit, a little bit at cause for, for the danger. I see a pig. Hey, pig. Get punched. Pig. Boop. Wolfie. Boop, I hear zombies as well. Did Wolfie not see me punch that pig? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh, it's over here. Can you navigate? No, you can't navigate. Oh my gosh. Whoa, see, yep, right there, I just punched Wolfie. We've just illustrated, ever so accidentally, the effects of hitting your tamed wolf. Nothing happened. Wolfie's not mad at me. He's not angry. Not angry. Alright, that is definitely a spawner, but do we see it, friends? Do we see the spawner? Oh, we might, actually. Come to think of it. We do! We see the spawner, everybody. Ooh, and I picked up another uh, bone for Wolfie. Alright, Wolfie. Speaking of danger, come on out here. We must investigate. Oh, that was my own. Oh, that was a chicken. All right, get your ah! <laughs> my scroll wheel. I am not. I'm not familiar. All right, get softened up with the bow. Look at how fast you can swing the sword in this version of the game. It's like pop, 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 pow. All right. I believe we are safe, and there's a singular chest right here. So let's take a quick look inside the singular chest inside of this zombie spawner. Mm, literally nothing. Literally nothing we can use. Redstone, some string, cocoa beans, and some gunpowder. Not even enough gunpowder to make a piece of TNT. Well, that was pointless. That was pointless. Zombies, by the way. Drop feathers. 
feathers. Oops. Because that makes sense. Sorry for punching you, Wolfie. It was in the heat of battle. It actually wasn't even in the heat of battle. It was in the heat of punching a pig. The heat of hunting. <laughs> Goodwill hunting. Uh, so yeah, there, there was that question. So feel free. Yeah, even though I do say that I answer questions from, from people who donate to Child's Play Charity, and I do, uh, I also take a quick perusal of the YouTube comments. As, as awesome as those are most of the time. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Alright, Wolfie, don't. Alright, there we go. Indeed. Oh, speaking of, speaking of donors to Child's Play Charity, got a message, not really a question, but a message from... I know I'm going to say this. I've, I've heard this before. I've heard this name before. This is a, a long-time Farlander. I think also a patron at... Patreon? I think so. I feel like I've filled out a postcard with this name. But it looks like Leaf, L-E-I-F, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, I don't think at all that's how you pronounce it. But Leaf, Lief, I don't, I'm sorry. Eric from Norway, it's a Norwegian name, has asked or said, love your videos, keep up the good work, since you'd like to go hiking... You should come to Norway. We have some great mountains and fjords. Fjords. <laughs> Since we're pronouncing things literally here. Woo! Careful, Wolfie. Oh, God. this Whatever this pig gives us is not going to offset the fact that you took damage trying to kill him. All right. And a combination of those mountains and fjords that are great for hiking. Hope you and Beef can do some co-op videos in the future. Well, thank you very much for the donation to Child's Play Charity. And thank you very much for the kind words, and I do indeed agree that I, I would hope myself and Beef and, and even other people could do some co-op. And it's kind of a problem that I don't notice that there's that many vidge games being made recently that feature co-op. PvP, yes. Uh, you know, like fighting either against other... You know, there's like Rocket League, you're going against other humans online, uh, things like that. But not much actual, like co-op. Like, Formula One was co-op. It was us two on a team, even though at times, uh, probably the best the best times I had was when we were racing each other, even though we're on the same team. That still made for some interesting stuff. Stuff and happenstances and whatnot. Uh, but there aren't that many, like, co-op games. Like, I don't know of any... Are you gonna... Whoa, where'd this zombie come from? Alright, it's time to make the elevated hidey hole. It's apparently darker than... The world is making it out to be. I'm not going to be able to sleep with this guy next to me, am I? Hello! How are you? Get arrows. Oh, that one went straight through your body. Alright, you're dead now. And now I'm placing the bed and we're going to sleep. Another? Oh, there's probably another zombie spawner in there. Let's go to sleep. Oop. And a possible other zombie spawnerness, right, Wolfie? Uh, Wolfie, have a seat. Get some health back. Let's investigate this. You're dead. Oh no, it's just a just a dark shaded area where they happen to be spawning in more than once at a time. All right, I'm gonna murder this pig. There we go. Ah, now we're filled up on food. I'll actually fill that one. Fill that one? Feed that one to Wolfie. Now watch my health bar, just in case I eat it. I ate it. 
I, it's, I think like I think we shared it. <laughs> it healed Wolfie a little bit, and then it healed back my half a heart. Take us. Mmm, doggy treats. <laughs> um, oh, that's that's funny. Uh, but yeah, there's not that many games that have like co-op anymore. Like I can't even think of one. Like even like first-person shooters, I, I always thought it would be cool. Oh gosh, so much for that. Uh, I always thought it'd be cool for like a uh, the old Call of Duty games. You could go through like the first the the, uh, the single-player campaigns would be really good for co-op, but they never had that stuff. It was always just it was always just the uh, like I said the PVP stuff or whatever. Uh, but oh well, well, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled uh, to see if anything appeals to us uh, for that. But I think otherwise, uh, the Formula One is is kind of dead. Uh, we can we can doth declare. But we'll 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 keep on keeping on. But yeah, thanks thanks for those kind words and the the donation to Charity, Like I said, I uh, got another question from an anonymous donor, I believe, uh, or maybe it's. Possible I missed. It's possible. Oh no, this is from this is from Xavier Penguin. I'm sorry, I, I put your name on the wrong question. That's right, from Xavier Penguin. What was your favorite drink of choice as a child? <laughs> Asked very dramatically. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, growing up, I remember really liking like cream soda and root beer. But that I don't I don't know that I don't know that I don't think that was as a child. I'm trying to think like back when I was ten years or younger in, into the single digits. I liked I had an affinity for grapefruit. I haven't had a grapefruit in a while, but grapefruit like in the morning, like eating the grapefruit and then squeezing the remains into a cup and drinking the fresh grapefruit juice. That was always an enjoyable experience. It was never like a full cup. It was just the remaining bits that you could get after eating after eating the flesh of the grapefruit sounds far more murderous <laughs> when you phrase it like that um but yeah i really wasn't a big milk drinker i wasn't huge into the sodas yet as a kid i don't think so yeah probably like the that's like the one beverage liquid that I can actually remember having like excitement over otherwise it was just um, the milk or water or, or various juices Kool-Aid mixing the Kool-Aid in the big jug the little powder packet <laughs> remember remember doing that whoo healthy healthy stuff to be had then um but yeah don't don't really remember specifics about that what was your favorite food of choice Hmm. Food of choice as a kid. Maybe meatloaf. My mom made meatloaf rather frequently, and I liked the meatloaf. I like the end. I always get the end of the meatloaf. I always get the end. Of course, I can't have meatloaf anymore because it contains. Uh, you know, breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs kind of keep the the loaf together. Uh, but yeah, maybe the meatloaf and mashed potatoes was kind of an enjoyable dinner situation. I liked uh, corn dogs and hot dogs in general. I think as a kid as well. 
let's go with that. That that's my final answer. If you went out to eat, what was your favorite place to eat as a child? I I don't remember going out to eat as a kid that often. I I do remember when a Chili's opened up nearby. That was like the hot spot, the good place to go. I always got like a hamburger. Ooh, they put they put bacon on their hamburger. This, this is crazy. It was the the bacon barbecue burger or whatever I would always get. Uh, but I remember we would like always go there. It was like so fancy. Well, maybe not fancy, but it was like ooh, a new restaurant we've never heard of. Chili's. <laughs> um, but you know, I always also liked the the Portillos for the AKA AKA for the. Uh, Hot dogs, or the Italian beefs, I suppose. But yeah, I can't really recollect going out to eat. I mean, we always, yeah, there was the McDonald's and the stuff for like kind of treats or whatever. But there was really never any, I don't think I had any specific affinity for it. Whoa, that cow just took some fall damage. Good job, cow. Keep up the good work. Keep on moving on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, it, it, it's really difficult for me, I need some uh, planks here, to remember specific stuff like that as a kid for some reason. Blocked out or, or something. It's a bad, bad, uh, bad brain usage. That, that tends to be a... It seems like in my family that seems to be a theme. The males in the family have poor memories of childhood, because that even among my, my uncles, like my aunt is really adamant about, oh, remember this thing, or, or this thing that happened when we were kids, or, or this person that lived down the block, and like all, you know, my dad and uncles are like, who? What? I don't remember anything about that. And it would even go as far as uh, uh, they would have similar stories about, uh, you know, my, my grandpa wouldn't have that great a memory of stuff. Like, I don't remember that specific stuff, or or, or, or that type of, that that toy, or that, that restaurant, or that, or anything like that. Uh, it's just... Bad long-term memories. These cows are taking fall damage left and right around here. Get your uh, get your uh, depth perception right, cows. Or perhaps I don't have great of depth depth perception because their their eyeballs are on either side of their heads. They do not have stereoscopic vision. Is perhaps the problem. Perhaps they should try some three D glasses. Woof, Wolfie thinks so. Wolfie, Wolfie has advanced depth perception, although the fact that he falls and runs into cactuses so often would uh, lead you to believe otherwise. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that uh, that answers that question. Thank you very much for those questions, by the way. Uh, let's see, the sun is setting. We do occasionally get some more... I don't want to call them serious questions, but perhaps a little bit more... Questions that are, are less about what food we ate and a little bit more advice related. I kind of uh, I, I've talked in the past, actually quite early on. It was actually a little bit of a, one of those formative episodes way back in, in Kurt J. Mac history, where I talked about being quite the shy individual, quite the the introvert. Kind of one of the many reasons, but one of the reasons I even started this YouTube thing in general was like I'm you know. I'm really nervous talking to people. I don't really have, I haven't really found my voice. So perhaps starting and doing YouTube, you know, would kind of get me used to talking and kind of get me a little bit out of my shell. Not necessarily, I didn't start to like meet people. That was like a fear of mine even, but uh, uh, just to, you know, get get a, get a voice going, get get kind of a, 
get a get a personality, man. Uh, so so that's kind of one of the reasons I decided to start a, a YouTube channel. That was like that was way back. That was like episode fourteen of Far Lands of Bust or something. I don't remember specifically, but uh, I got a few questions here about about both social anxiety uh, and other such things. This one, hello, Kurt. What sort of tips would you give to someone who suffers from social anxiety but wants to make new friends? Mm, well, I mean, there's there's varying levels. Like I said, there's being an introvert, which is kind of not necessarily at all... It can be a completely separate thing from social anxiety. It's just that you prefer, you perhaps... Uh, you perhaps both prefer and, and both you, you get... Uh, you know, it's kind of your your preference to to not have large or be around large groups of people. Perhaps you might just have one or two. You know, the friends you do have, the few friends you do have, are, are close, uh, and uh, you know, as probably even as rarely as you see them, they're close friends or something like that. Um, but but being an introvert isn't necessarily the same thing as social anxiety. Speaking of social anxiety, that is. When you're out in a group of people, whether or not you, they're your close family or friends or anything like that, when you're around people, uh, you start to have symptoms of, of actual anxiety. That is to say, the, the fear response, uh, the, the kind of panic, the, the, the disorientation, you know, all that stuff that comes from uh, anxiety-specific responses. Uh, so there's there's a difference there, and I think the first step is probably recognizing the difference and trying to identify what you're actually going through, and then it would be easier to uh, to then respond to. And I'm no doctor. I, I I'm not. I don't even. I haven't even read that many <laughs> informations or articles about this sort of stuff. So I'm I'm by no means recommending you listen to at all what I'm saying. I'm just going to try to convey my own personal thoughts and experiences perhaps in the morning well definitely in the morning because we're gonna go to sleep right now and awakeness and a sheep sheerness yoink don't mind if I do so speaking of introversion it might just come to pass that you kind of accept and and like I said it's kind of your preference to not want a huge group of friends or whatever and and you just kind of have to be like yeah there's nothing like wrong with that uh, there's nothing wrong with not wanting to go out to parties and big big like groups of people like I said or or, or do the things that maybe a lot of other people are doing uh, it, it's a uh, it's like I don't know it, it's 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 a hard to it's hard to place. Uh, it, I kind of want to say it's it's like maybe you don't like bacon on your cheeseburger. <laughs> that's a preference. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, that's it's kind of a weird analogy, but uh, so yeah, it it takes kind of recognizing that uh, if you have specific Wolfie, oh there you are. If you have like a specific social anxiety, like around people, you start to panic. Uh, you start to have like. That fear response—you kind of have to, uh, kind of have to approach that from a different angle, from a little bit more of a uh, not what's the word I'm looking for—not clinical, but like a from from the psychological standpoint. Okay, anxiety is simply 
uh, perhaps a misplaced fear response. And this was, this was something that was kind of interesting to me because I also had, you know, anxiety and that sort of stuff. Uh, if, you know, anxiety is just kind of the fear response. I actually did a few papers. I took some psychology courses. I took some psychology courses 10 years ago. I'm an expert. Uh, and did some papers on, like, fear and, like, the study of fear and how it's, like, oh, it's all, you know, it's based on, it's a, an evolutionary necessity among animals for survival to have a fear response. The whole the fight-or-flight thing, the, the fact that when you start to have a fear response, the way, you know, your, your organs change, the way the chemicals in your brain do things, uh, you know, really interesting stuff, you know, like if you are having a panic attack, you might start to feel tingly, uh, you know, a little bit numbness in, in your hands, or, yeah, your hands and your, your toes or something like that, that's because your, your body, the fear response is pulling the blood to the more vital organs for survival, even if, as an anxiety thing, it's not necessary. That's kind of more for if you're, you know, back in the ancient times, if you were out in the, the Serengeti trying to run away from a, a pack of lions or something, that's that's the reason why y your body wants to kind of protect and put, put the resources in, into the places that can save you. You know, you, you start to feel sick to your stomach, that's because... If, if you're actually in a life-or-death situation, your body's like, well, I don't really need to be digesting food right now. I would rather try to survive. So it actually stops the processes that go into, you know, normal, everyday digestion or just stuff that you don't need. Uh, you know, that's why even, like, tunnel vision becomes a thing. That's kind of a... <laughs> that's kind of a, a, a poor... A poor uh, choice on evolution's part to have decided that, but that's something. Oh, maybe I'll put this energy into your your muscles so you can run away or whatever. Uh, it's a lot more complicated than I'm making it, but but you kind of have to recognize the signs of of anxiety versus just plain old introversion or or, or, or whatever. Um, but tips to make more friends, I suppose. Just you, you'll be surprised. You can make friends with people who have similar. Uh, are, are in similar situations. Uh, certainly, the internet is is a haven. It is a haven for such for such folk because we've <laughs> we prefer. You know, it's a way that the internet is a way that we can make friends and be together and have a community, but still be alone. You know, still be in the safe alone place. That as an introverted person or somebody who's a little bit socially uh, anxious or, or, or prefers not to be surrounded by a bunch of physical bodies. Uh, would prefer it. So it's, it's kind of a, a nice place. It's a nice place to be. Welcome to the internet. It's a nice place to be sometimes. <laughs> Depends on where you're at and what you're doing and the people you surround yourself with. But uh, but yeah, I think that would probably be the, the best thing to do. Don't try to, oh, I'm going to go out to, to parties and, and blah, 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 you know, and, and do all this stuff that is this way out of character for me. Because that's just more of a surefire way to get yourself more socially anxious, or just anxious in general. If you try to be or hang around with people who aren't really the type of people you want to hang around with, just for the sake of making more friends, you know. Uh, so yeah, you, you'll you'll be surprised how you could meet a bunch of people with very similar uh, a very similar predilection, and uh, how that can even be a bonding point, I suppose. But yeah, I wouldn't. I suppose my 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 biggest advice would be not to force it, not to force yourself. I mean, it hel it, 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 it that's part of a good thing is to get yourself out of your comfort zone and, and try to, you know, ever so slowly, baby steps, you know, 
go further and further and, and you know dip your toe into the water and then okay step back and recover and then go a little bit further the next time or whatever but uh, but yeah don't uh, it, it's kind of sucky advice to be yourself you know just be yourself it's kind of hard if you don't know who yourself is right away or ever but uh, it, I suppose don't force yourself to be yourself or to be someone else who you think should be yourself you know what I'm saying there's nothing wrong with you is what I'm saying you're you're all right you're you're, you're the bee's knees <laughs> you're all right as you are so yeah I'm I'm terrible at giving advice I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry you've turned to me of all people for this advice I have failed you uh, the other question I got from another donor to Child's Play Charity along with similar woo similar uh theme I suppose what's down here oh god Wolfie careful that's just some sand all right uh, another question in in your moments of darkness and depression what helps you get up in the morning or simply keep going that one's a little bit more of a serious tone uh, I'm does it seem like I have moments of darkness and depression are you why are you asking me this <laughs> what's wrong uh, I don't... I, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, this one's a little bit more of a delicate one. Depression is a whole nother bag of potatoes. Yeah, Wolfie agrees. That, that That's a different uh, thing entirely. But but basically what, what helps you get up in the morning and simply keep going? It's... I don't know, it's kind of like... A, Huh, I don't know. <laughs> Why am I getting up in the morning? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it's one of those... Uh, it's just one of those things you gotta practice, I guess. I just tried, like yesterday, I tried getting up at like 7 a.m., which is like an hour earlier than I normally do, and I, I got up, I popped up, and was ready to start the day, but then things really didn't transpire as I'd wanted them, and I didn't... I'm like, I'm gonna be all productive, but I was less productive than I normally am, probably because I was a little bit... I didn't get all the sleep I normally do. Uh, I, I tried to force it a little bit too much. Again, don't force it! Um, but I suppose it's kind of like... I don't know, incrementally just... do things. This is, this is turning into a Shia LaBeouf video. Uh, n- hmm. Kind of, here, here we go. Here's kind of a simplistic way to look at it, suppose, uh, approach from the the depression uh, kind of angle is uh, just kind of compartmentalize, I suppose. Do things one at a time instead of thinking that you have to be productive with your day or you have to do something during the day. Just, just think of, oh, I just have to get out of bed. Like, that's goal number one. And think of no goals beyond that. Oh, I have to then, once that happens, brush my teeth. Uh, just kind of compartmentalize, like, super compartmentalize into little actions. Oh, I have to make coffee, okay, and then the coffee is made, you, you might as well drink it, you know. So it's, it's, um, it's rough, and again, this is way outside of even my own personal comfort zone as somebody speaking to provide specific advice. Uh, I mean, what with, like, consistent, true depression, a moments of darkness, as you called them, you might want to even consider seeking some professional help. That would probably be my, my biggest advice if it's kind of a consistent and problematic and it's an intrusive thing to your day-to-day getting on with with things. 
that's what I would recommend. But overall, it's just kind of, I don't know, one thing at a time. I mean, I was, along with the introversion and the anxieties, I've, I have I could certainly say I grew up with depression, specifically uh, really not all that great through uh, high school and whatnot. And you, you never, it's never like, I'm killed. I've been, I've, I've been uh, stricken, stricken from the heavens, and I, I am cured. Whoa, watch your step there, Kurt. Watch your step there, Wolfie, as well. Uh, so it's always, ooh, that patch of ice looks like a little bit of a pig. Uh, it, it's always gonna, gonna be there, and it pops up every once and again, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I suppose compartmentalizing is kind of a, a one kind of coping mechanism, I suppose. I don't know, it's a little bit, like I said, I'm, I'm being extremely delicate. <laughs> I don't want to say anything wrong or provide any incorrect advice. Um, but uh, th there's always another episode of Far Lands of Bust to look forward to. That's a thing. That's a thing that I, I, I look forward to. So how about that, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> a little bit self-centered of me to say, isn't it? Um, but uh, let's go over here. I hope this has been a little bit helpful. I, perhaps it, it would have been better off for me to like plan specific things to say. I don't like this ice. I'm, I'm still very cautious of ice with Wolfie because of that one time last season that he got a little bit trapped. So let's try to get away from the ice, although we are getting closer and closer to the darkness. Um, what do we got over here? Hi, Wolfie. Yeah, stay over here. There we go. Uh, this actually looks like a bunch of caves. That's the opposite of what I want. Uh, how about we just dig into the ground? All right, underground hidey hole. Beep, bop, boop. Have a seat, Wolfie. And uh, I guess we'll just dig right beneath you. Sounds like a plan. There we go. Wait, did I do this right? Oh, I need to go one deeper. We must go deeper. There we go. All right. Woof! Go fetch. Um, I need a torch. That and that. All right, there we go. So yeah, thank you for these questions. I mean, I'm I'm flattered that you find my my platform here on Farlands of Bus uh, a comfortable enough place to ask such questions. Um. I again <laughs> will profess profess I I will profess I will preface that with the fact that I'm not in any means by any means a professional a, a, even an informed provider of information I am not I am I am the equivalent of just a random family member spouting out his own his own uh from his own experiences and and whatnot, uh, that that may or may not be at all or any relevant to you at all. So so take take it at uh, face value only, please. But uh, yeah, hope everybody's doing well. Do well, my friends. Do well and uh, be cool. Be just be yourself. I, that's the worst. I hate that advice. <laughs> to be honest, that's the worst advice. If if you want some truth. From an adult, uh, if you ever hear anybody say "just be yourself," uh, just know that that's just not easy to do, <laughs> and that's all right. That it's not easy to do. Don't feel bad that that's not easy to do, because even I don't know how to do that now. But uh, but anyway, I digress. I digress. Uh, this has been episode four hundred ninety-six of Far Lands of Busts. 
Thank you so much for watching. Farlandsbus.com to contribute to Child's Play Charity. And that about wraps it up. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time.